0: hi everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Monday, July 31st, 2023. Larry Johnson joins us now. Larry, always a pleasure, of hi, course. Jeff. Thanks for uh, coming on the show. I was uh, startled uh, by a piece that you wrote, not not that you wrote it, but, but what you reported <laughs> in it, <laughs> that the CIA uh, director, Bill Burns, thinks he can recruit Russian agents by publicly advertising for them. What is this all about?
1: uh, It it is a sign of how incompetent Bill Burns is as spy chief. Look, the, the, the fact that countries like Russia, the United States, China, Israel, France, the United Kingdom, all have intelligence agencies. And their goal is to go out and find people from other countries that will give them information that they're not supposed to give up. So that's the name of the game. Um, A spy chief is not supposed to go out and say, boy, yeah, this is a great environment. We're recruiting the heck out of the Russians. Because you shake your head and say, Bill Burns, have you ever played poker? Did anybody ever teach you the concept of not showing your cards? And not announcing, hey, does it mean something if I hold three aces? So what he's doing by talking about it that way, it's just, it's like a very insecure person who always, you know, they're not very good looking. So they're always telling you how good looking they are. Um, That's what Bill Burns is doing. I thought it was just confined to Russia. but Nope. He went out to the uh, Aspen Security Forum and did the same thing with China oh, yeah, we got the, the Chinese busted up our network of spies, but we're rebuilding. If you're rebuilding, great. Don't tell the world. I used, uh, used the clip from Fight Club. The first rule of Fight Club is you don't talk about Fight Club. And the <laughs> second rule is you don't talk about Fight Club. Right, right. So, right, so right, I want to yeah. I get back to Russia in a
0: minute, but wasn't the CIA humiliated in China about 10 years ago? weren't yeah, some of their yeah. double agents caught and tortured and executed?
1: well it wasn't it wasn't just china it was also in iran they the, the cia has had a real problem with protecting foreign intelligence assets overseas because of very poor tradecraft and uh, in fact just i think just recently a memo went out overseas sort of reminding everybody that they needed to do better because uh, there was some sloppiness in tradecraft, and what do I mean by tradecraft? The way you, you find ways that you communicate with your foreign source that will not reveal that he's in touch, uh, giving information to the United States. So you've got to you have to come up, and there's a there are a whole variety of techniques and procedures that are supposed to be followed. But yeah, again, you don't go out and talk about it. And say, "Oh boy, we are this is such a great environment. we're We're recruiting Russians right and left. So Why does just- the
0: CIA think that now is a is a prime time for recruiting Russians? And maybe I should have asked this first, What is the typical yeah. type of person they want to recruit? Are we talking about a banker, a lawyer, a businessman, an entrepreneur? Or are we talking about an FSB agent who has some moral qualms about Russia? and is
1: thinking of becoming a double agent yeah no in theory it's the latter but, but here, here's what doesn't make sense uh, what is it about the united states that is appealing to somebody in russia or china is it that we have more freedom than they do well tell that to all the january 6 prisoners the united states is doing more locking up political dissidents people that disagree with the current administration than even Russia and China are doing. Uh, you know That's number one. You, you look at the moral decay in this country with the, the promotion of transgenderism and of going after parents that are simply trying to protect their children from indoctrination at school. So there was a time 30 years ago when the United States could offer sort of the Ronald Reagan vision of the city on the hill that other that other foreign intelligence uh, officers would find us as appealing and attractive. But that day's come and gone. That's past. I I think Bill Burns is whistling past the graveyard on this because it's just the opposite. Now is probably the greatest time of opportunity for the Chinese and Russians to recruit American spies. Is there disaffection in Russia
0: Either among the uh, elite or among Russian leadership in the government, with the the management of the war. <laughs> if,
1: if there's any complaint, it's that Putin's not being vicious enough and not killing enough Ukrainians. So, but his popularity still hovers around eighty uh, percent. So, uh, what you see the CIA saying that the, the, there's disaffection in Russia is the CIA leadership project. Rejecting their own mistaken, false beliefs, they they see things in Russia. They're they're like Haley Joel Osment from Sixth Sense. I see dead people. You know, they're seeing things that aren't there, and uh, it's just, it is this complete disconnect from reality. As far as the CIA's assessment of Russia, right, I'm I'm, I'm that, scratching my head. Us at like,
0: yeah. Okay. I'm I'm scratching my head. The data that gets to Joe Biden. Does the CIA believe it's true because they've deluded themselves or do they know it's got spin on it because they want to please their boss?
1: It could be either. I've seen it. I've seen both things happen in the past uh, when I was with the agency. Uh, what we know for sure is that an analyst who's coming forward to say Russia is militarily superior to Ukraine and will defeat everything the West is throwing at them. That's not being sent to the president. Or if there is an analyst brave enough to write that, that those views are not being uh, sent to the White House because they know they'll be rejected.
0: What about mid-level management? Does mid-level management
1: reject a (laughs) statement
0: from an analyst that the analyst believes is true and for which there is demonstrable objective evidence?
1: Mid-level management exists for one purpose to become upper level management. And so the so way now you, become you were going there. <laughs> the, the way you become upper level management is by you're a good boy or a good girl, you don't rock the boat, you don't create any any friction. You avoid problems, you know, tamp those down. And so if you have an analyst that's sort of out of line that's a little cantankerous, shut them up and get them, get them off stage. So unfortunately it is the nature of bureaucratic politics takes over, as opposed to saying, "What's the right thing to do? What is what do what truth do we need to tell to the White House?"
0: If uh, uh, CIA Director Burns were willing to come on this show, and I were to ask him, "What is America's goal in Ukraine?" Can he answer that?
1: Uh, I think he w- what he would say. Is our goal is to uh, weaken, to to bleed out, debilitate Russia. So we're using the Ukrainians as a proxy to try to weaken Russia. And if I was you, I'd go back and just ask him one simple question. Uh, Ambassador Burns, what happened to that guy that wrote the cable in 2008, that said if NATO persisted in pushing Ukraine into NATO, that it would uh, provoke a conflict, a confrontation with Russia? What happened to that guy? Did aliens kidnap him?
0: Is he still in the CIA? That was,
1: that was Bill Burns. That was Bill Burns that wrote that cable.
0: He wrote the so, memo.
1: Yeah, yeah. He wrote. Wow. He wrote this. It's an exceptional cable. It came out via WikiLeaks, but uh, the Bill Burns then would not know or recognize the Bill Burns today. I want you to watch a uh, an NBC report from my uh,
0: friend uh, Richard Engel, and I want you to pay careful attention to President Zelensky uh, at the end, and I'm going to ask you if Zelensky thinks he can bolster NATO and get more support out of NATO by being more aggressive against Russia in Russia. Take a look at this..
1: The drones exploded in the heart of Moscow's financial district on Sunday morning around 4 a.m. Russian officials say at least three drones were involved and blamed Ukraine. Russians can no longer turn a blind eye to this war now that it's coming home. Although Ukraine didn't take responsibility, President Zelensky gave what seemed to be the most direct admission of cross-border attacks into Russia yet and suggested a new chapter is beginning. Ukraine is getting stronger. Gradually, the war is returning to Russian territory, its symbolic centers and military bases. And this is an inevitable, natural and absolutely
0: fair process, he said. Inevitable, natural, absolutely fair and what? And In- Intended to show NATO what we can do. A few drones hit a couple of uh, high-rise buildings. Where is he going with this, Larry?
1: Uh, well, he's, he's headed towards an early grave is the reality, but this is an act of desperation. Number one, number two, you got to say, well, guys, if you can do that, why aren't you hitting Russian military targets that are savaging your troops in the field that are blowing up just the other day, nine out of 10 vehicles sent by the United States got taken out in one attack 90% of them destroyed. So where is Ukraine in terms of punching back actual Russian military power to try to thwart it? It, They're not doing it. And instead, what they continue to do is attack civilian targets, inflict some civilian casualties. Fortunately, in this case, no civilians were killed uh, or or injured. But Russia continues on with its military offensive, and Ukraine is losing and losing badly. We're going
0: to take a break uh, for just a moment. Uh, For our sponsor. When we come back, I will uh, ask Larry what lies the CIA, MI6, and their acolytes are propagating around the world uh, in order to win support for Joe Biden's war right after this.
1: CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car, you should love your car. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: Hi everyone, Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Lear Capital. You all know that I am a paid spokesperson for Lear Capital because it's the right thing to do, because the government is regulating too much and printing too much money and reducing the value of everything you earn and everything you own. And the best hedge against this is gold and silver. That's what I've done. I know the folks at Lear, I trust the folks at Lear, I've worked with the folks at Lear, and I use their advice when it comes to my investing in gold and silver, you should do the same. Call them at 800-511-4620 or go to learjudgenap.com. You'll have a very nice conversation with a very knowledgeable person. who will send you literature to read, which you can review with your spouse and your financial advisor, and then you can call them back and decide what you want to do. Why LEAR? LEAR has 25 years experience and thousands of five-star reviews and a 24-hour risk-free guarantee. And when you have this conversation with the Lear representative, you'll find out if you can qualify for a $15,000 gold bonus. So call Lear now, 800-511-4620 or learjudgenap.com. Who is uh, Andres Dobriansky, and what kind of nonsense is he spreading?
1: Uh, he's uh, the communications director for the Ukrainian Congress of America. And uh, we were, you know, what was unusual is I was invited to a press TV, which is run by Iran. They have English speaking, it's an English language channel. Judge, in the last 18 months, this is the first time that I've ever been on opposite somebody who's taking a pro-Ukrainian position. And the same can be said for Scott Ritter and Doug McGregor and Ray McGovern down the line. Rarely does the media do like it did 20 years ago. Uh, when there would be two opposing viewpoints and they could have a healthy debate, at least give people something to uh, hear and see. So this Mr. Dobryansky made the claim that Russia was an imperial power. And I asked him, I said, please name for me the the last country that Russia colonized in Africa. Well, the answer is none. Africa has never colonized Africa at all. Russia has never uh, colonized Africa. Correct. They're not a single single colony, unlike France. France and the United Kingdom controlled two-thirds of Africa between themselves. But you also had the Dutch and Netherlands, and you had the Germans, and you had the Danes, and you had the Italians, and on and on. So uh, most of Europe was involved with uh, trying to control Africa. And now Africa is breaking free, and they see Russia as an honest broker in this process. And the,
0: is the CIA involved in spreading this nonsense as well? It's got to be. I can't yeah. imagine Dobryansky would be saying this without CIA and MI6 support and encouragement.
1: Yeah, he's part he's part of the information operation to, to get out there and spread the news. Notice, notice the West tried to say that the uh, Russian summit in St. Petersburg with Africa was a complete failure. Well, out of, out of 55 countries, 49 showed up. And uh, if it wasn't represented by a president, it's represented by the foreign minister of the country. So Russia, you know, there are seven countries that didn't show, but the vast majority of Africa is paying attention, and Russia is now starting to revive what it did years ago when the Soviets were around. They're providing free education in Russia and the give Russian big, schools are. Give me the magnificent. big
0: picture. Give me the big picture here. How can CIA, MI6, and their acolytes in Ukraine expect the American public to be dumb enough to believe everything that comes out of their mouths?
1: Well, they've had pretty good success so far over the last 18 months. And remember back during the entire uh, Russia gate against Trump, the, the majority were believing that uh, Russia was uh, had Trump in their pocket, and he was a puppet of Putin. And, you know, you and I have witnessed that and experienced that whole mess firsthand. So they've gotten away with it in the past, and they continue to double down. But reality on the ground is going to force a change because at some point the the Ukrainians are going to be collapsing on the battlefield.
0: I want to play a little clip for you from uh, Matt Van Dyke. Matt Van Dyke is an American who is the founder and head of a group called Sons of Liberty International. He is not a veteran, but he trains with foreign military. He fought in Libya, and now he's about to fight again in Ukraine. He is about to wear a Ukrainian military uniform and go to the front lines and fight against the Russians. Our friend and colleague, uh, Scott Ritter, called him a traitor for wearing another country's uniform and insane to allow Ukraine to put him into a meat grinder. But I want you to listen to the confidence with which he speaks, and then I'll be happy to hear your thoughts.
1: Part of the reason that the counteroffensive has been slow so far and not meeting some of the lofty optimistic expectations that some people had is because Russians had all these months. I, I was saying before this offensive had to be done in winter. Russia was given several months to entrench, to lay minefields, to lay dragon's teeth, to, to dig trenches, and now Ukraine has to push through the minefields. And while they're doing that, Russian artillery is hitting them. And counter battery fire from our own Ukrainian artillery against Russian artillery, can't always respond quickly enough. So really the F-16s are needed. We're trying to do a combined arms operation without the key element of airfare, uh, which means that this might have limited success for now, but once we do have air power later this year and going in next summer, it will should be a completely different scenario.
0: So he expects to be a member of the Ukraine army infantry on the ground, and he expects to be protected. Here he is in some of his uh, more dramatic photos. He expects to be protected by American artillery and Ukrainian pilots flying American F-16 jets. I would think the war would be over before this happens, but I'll let you weigh in on
1: it. Yeah. Well, uh, Matt reminds me of a conversation I had with my 18-year-old nephew a few years back. My nephew is about the same size as Matt, skinny, not very muscular, had never played football in high school. But he announced to me confidently he was going to try out for the Kansas City Chiefs and he was sure he was going to make it. Now, when you're dealing with that kind of delusion, uh, all you can do is sort of smile and just say, well, I hope it works out for you. You know, Matt should have been listening to the to the testimonies of other experienced U.S. soldiers who have served as mercenaries in Ukraine, and to a person, they've all come out going, "Oh my God, we never experienced anything like that in Afghanistan or Iraq," because in Afghanistan and Iraq, American soldiers were not facing counter battery fire; they weren't facing uh, fixed wing aircraft bombing them; they weren't fixed facing rockets and cruise missiles. And the one thing Matt failed to observe, while Russia was building that defensive line, Ukraine didn't attack it once. If if Ukraine had attacked the workers building that line, the line would not have been built. It's just a reminder of how weak Ukraine is. They're great with the bullshit, but they're very bad with the execution.
0: Isn't General Zaluzhny, if, if he's back from the hospital, well-respected as a military tactician, the military commander-in-chief in Ukraine? Yeah, yeah. He was, he was Russian-trained. Wow. Well, wow. uh, before we go, uh, Jack Devine claims that uh, with every tick of the clock, Vladimir Putin gets weaker uh, and is closer <laughs> to his way—I <laughs> can't even say yeah, it—with a straight face— and is closer to the exit door from the office of the presidency. Is this what the CIA honestly believes?
1: Yes. No, absolutely. It is is a consistent theme. It's not unique to Jack. So Jack's not alone in his insanity. But it has been a persistent theme throughout Defense Intelligence Agency, Central Intelligence Agency, at the National Security Council. They've got themselves convinced that if they just get rid of Putin, by God, we'll have that thing in Russia solved. And this is this is the U.S. fantasy. Because remember, if we just got rid of Muammar Gaddafi, boy, Libya would be great. If we just got rid of Saddam Hussein, Iraq would be great. And if we just got rid of Bashar Assad, everything would be okay. And if we just got rid of DM in Vietnam, everything would work out. We keep doing it over and over. It's the definition of insanity. With some moment, I hope we wake up. But, you know, it may be reality that thumps us over the head.
0: Larry, uh, you've become such a fan favorite of the uh, Judging Freedom crowd. Of course, we're deeply grateful that you share your time with us once and sometimes twice a week. Uh, But for those uh, uh, Judging
1: Freedom fans that want to follow you directly, how can they do so? Uh, I write at sonar21.com, 21com And what does SONAR stand for? Son of the New American Revolution, 21st century. I have 28 ancestors that fought in the original revolution, and I try to carry on that spirit. God love you, Larry. Thank you very much for
0: joining us. Thank you, Judge. More as we get it. Judge Napolitano for Judging Freedom.